This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you haven't followed the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Instagram or Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, it's called Strictly Anonymous because I change everybody's voices. Not just everybody's voices. I change their names. You could make up like you're, you could say you're from a phony place. Uh, you make up the phony name, like I said. But I just want to hear your true story. So if you want to be on the show because you have an interesting secret naughty life that you want to talk about. Or if you don't have to be anonymous if you don't want to, but you still have an interesting story you want to tell me. I love it. interesting stories. You could be on the show. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. Now, if you have an anonymous confession that you just want to get off your back, I get a lot of really interesting confessions on my confessions line. You could call in. You could call that line 24-7. The number is 347 4203579. That's 347-420-3579. Just make sure you're in a quiet place. You have four minutes to leave a message. If you need longer, no problem. Just call back again. I edit those in. I change all the voices on those confessions and they are all aired on my Patreon. My Patreon is a great place. And since this is a fetish Friday, I have different tiers on my Patreon. I have a $5 tier, a $7 tier for guys who are into pantyhose, and I have a $10 tier for cross-dressers. But on my Patreon, you hear all the naughty confessions as well as get pics, naughty pics of all of my guests, like R-rated pics, as well as get access to my Discord. That's where people get really naughty. Okay, there's a lot of X-rated stuff over there. I don't take part in that, but that's like basically a forum for my listeners to go in and share stuff. You could do whatever you want over there on my Discord. You get access to that as well. And if you're a cross-dresser or you're into pantyhose, you get exclusive content. And you get one episode a month, but you get everything back, everything that I've done in the past couple of years. So there's like hundreds of exclusive episodes as well, as well on there. So it's a really good deal. Patreon.com slash Strictly Anonymous Podcast. The links to that is in the description. Today I have on Mark. Now, Mark starts off talking about his pantyhose fetish. 
he did some really risky things. And I've heard of other pantyhose guys doing this, like sneaking into people's houses and stuff and taking their clothes or wearing clothes and stuff. But you wouldn't believe his stories about stuff that he did and whose shit he stole when he was younger. And the beginning half, like I said, is all about his pantyhose fetish and what he did. And that the pantyhose and the girls' clothes and it like the pantyhose led into actually dressing up in girls' clothes right he's a cross-dresser and like I said the stuff that he did to wear that the stuff that he was into was out of control (laughs) and then we fast forward to much later in life when he started hooking up with guys we talk about when he realized he was into guys we talk about what he actually does with guys we talk about his second wife and how she knows about his fetishes and how they've had some threesomes. We talk about hookers that he's picked up, guys that he's met on Craigslist, uh, all kinds of interesting stuff. Like I said, it starts off with the pantyhose fetish. It goes into all the dressing up in women's clothes and then to all the other crazy stuff. So I'm going to be right back on Mark. Should I just say that? Yeah, I'm just going to get right to it and be back on with Mark. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is strictly anonymous. Strictly anonymous. Uh, hey, Mar- hey, Mark. Welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you today? Hi, Kathy. Doing great. Start with your story. I don't really know anything about it. So start yeah. off with your story. Like, When did you first get into pantyhose or realize that you were into them? Okay, here we go. I was I was just thinking of a name. I thought, oh, you. They always have titles. I was thinking like pantyhose adventures and misadventures. So it's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so it all started when I was thirteen. I was my best friend lived next door, and I was over his house, hanging out one day, and he had two older sisters, and the older of the two came home from school. She was in high school, and we were quite a bit younger. She come walking in the door, and she had this floral blouse on and a tan skirt. And tan pantyhose, which happened to be my favorite, like some of us, uh-huh. and these like wood platforms, like three or four inches tall, kind of like a sexy type of platform. And she came walking in, and I was just staring at her, and I didn't know why, didn't really think much about it. And then she walked down the hallway, her bedroom, obviously, and Brad and I were, or he and I, Brad and I were just talking away and stuff like that. And then she came back into the kitchen, what I could see from the living room. And she didn't have the shoes on, but she had the the dress and the skirt and the pantyhose still on. And she sat there and she was doing her homework at the dining room table with her leg crossed. And I could see her like dangling her, moving her toes around and moving her feet and all the rest of it. And I got kind of turned on by it all. And here I am 13 and I didn't know what was going on, but I just got, I just thought, God, this looks, this is awesome. So I was kind of just watching her when I can kind of sneak a peek and I didn't want to let Brad know that, oh my God, you're, why, why are you staring at my sister? So yeah. I just kind of snuck a peek whenever I could and stuff like that. And I got really, really kind of, not like I didn't get a heart on or anything, but I just, I didn't know why, but I liked what I was looking at. Uh-huh. And so in the subsequent days afterwards, 
I, I couldn't stop thinking about her. And I was, and it just, I was just thinking about her and thinking about her and thinking about her. And then I woke up one morning and some of the stuff in my, my memory's pretty clear on it all. And like you said, like a lot of men, they get in their mid fifties and they just say the heck with it all. And they just think or do whatever they want. And so I'm in my mid fifties and, but my memory's great on this. I woke up one morning and thought, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I went to my mom and I said, mom, I don't feel good. And she says, what's going on? And I says, oh, I just don't, you know, my head hurts and my, you know, I feel warm and this, that, and the other. I think I need to stay home today. Oh, okay. It was a school day, huh? Yeah, it was a school day. And so she kind of reluctantly agreed. And so I stayed home and I put my little plan into, into motion. So both my parents worked and I knew both of Brad's parents worked and it was a school day and oh my here God. I am staying home. Are you gonna and go so, go into their? Are you just gonna go burglarize their home? <laughs> so, so well, well, let's see here. Yeah. So it was about nine o'clock in the morning, and yeah. I was like, "Well, I'm shaking." Even telling the story right now, but I was definitely shaking that day. So it's nine o'clock in the morning, and I went over there, and I remember always when I went over to their house that their front door was never ever locked, mm-hmm. ever. Even every time I went there, the door was never locked. So I thought, well, maybe this will be a day when the door's not locked. Right. And so I was peering around the neighborhood, making sure nobody kind of saw me, whatever. And I was dressed normal. I wasn't in my pajamas like I was when my mom left. And so I opened the door and was unlocked. And I walked in there and I walked into her bedroom. Oh, my and I God. Opened the- you knew for sure the parents were gone. The kids were at school, right? Yeah. Your parents yeah, were gone. The- and now you're in their house. Were you, right. was your heart beating so fast? Did you know uh, how bad yeah. what you were what you were doing what was? It was <laughs> well, yeah, it was really super naughty. It really yeah. was. Mm-hmm. But the both parents had their own cars, so they were both gone. And I knocked right. on the door first to make sure maybe one oh, of them was right. staying that home was sick. Uh-huh. And I banged hard, banged on the door really hard, not just like a, a slight yeah, light yeah, tap. Yeah. And so um, I went in there and I went into her closet and I opened up the closet and there was the blouse. And over to the right of it, a little bit farther, there was the skirt. And I'm, and I'm looking and I was touching it, didn't do anything yet, just touching it and stuff like that. And I thought, okay, I looked down and there was the shoes sitting right there. And I, and I thought, oh yeah, she's wearing pantyhose too. So I went and opened her drawer and there was just one pair of tan pantyhose in there. So I said, those gotta be the ones. And then it just kind of clicked in my mind. I thought, I'm going to try this on. And then I thought, well, let me put the pantyhose on first and then I'll pull the skirt up. Cause I've obviously, you know, seen my mom get dressed, you know, when I was a little boy. Yeah. So with the pantyhose and then put the skirt up and I thought, let me try the shoes. Maybe they fit. And I said, they look pretty close. So I tried the shoes on two and the shoes fit. And said, oh my God. And then I thought, wait a sec, when is the somebody's coming? So I actually walked oh down the hallway to the front door and peeked out the front window. I was like, okay, everything was cool. Everything was cool. So I was just walking around in her house, wearing, wearing her stuff for, I don't know, like 15 minutes or so. And, and I would have walked around for hours if I could have, but the paranoia of what happens if somebody came home. Mm-hmm. So I, I took the blouse off real careful and I made sure I knew exactly where everything was. Right. So I hung the blouse up just perfect the way it was and the skirt and it had these little spring clips I were holding the skirt up, make sure that was right. And I wanted to, I was going to keep the pantyhose, but there was only one pair in the drawer. And so I made sure and, and put them in there kind of the way they were and put the shoes back where they were. And I left the house. Mm-hmm. But while this was all going on, something kind of happened. When I pulled those pantyhose up, when it when it rubbed across my cock, there was a feeling that I'd never felt before. Right. Oh, interesting. And, and, okay. Yeah. And so I, I got hard on. It was like my first hard on. Oh, all right. So and, it wasn't like when you put that whole outfit on 
you were hard. It wasn't until you actually felt that sweep across you. It was the sensation that got you. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, the, well, it's it's really an interesting sensation. And to break from the story for just a second, I did something kind of interesting for you today. Yeah. Because I have that house to myself for a few days now. I'm actually dressed right now. No wig or makeup, but I'm full. I'm dressed every way except wig and makeup right now. But whose clothes so I, are you wearing? You have your own female clothes? Have, are you I wearing have, your wife's clothes? I know you're married. No, I kind of have my own little stash. I have six-inch tall, very black, strappy, high heels, oh, kind of a black You're more spandex-y. dressed up than I am. Yeah, black spandexy. Well, no, well, it's, well, it's kind of a lycra type of high neck, long sleeve, very short, and kind of just a go-to, like, legs, sheer energy suntan. Yeah. So I can feel... The pantyhose on my cock right now, so it was the same type of feeling yeah. that I had that first time, and it was like really exciting. So I was, I kind of was touching myself a little bit, and I'd never done this before, and I was like, "Whoa, this feels so good!" I, if I'd have known it felt this good, I would have done this years ago. When I'm oh, that was the first time you old. jerked off. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I yeah, so I pulled the pantyhose down a little bit, and I, and I start to just rub myself and stuff like that, and it got a little bigger and got a little bigger and a little bigger. The next thing you know, kind of. It kind of exploded, and, I, and yeah. I didn't catch it. And so I yeah, went into the bathroom and got some tissue and All you, you know, wiped it up. And Yeah, I, well, I was holding pantyhose down because I didn't want to get any on her pantyhose. Of course. Like, oh, my God. And so Where wiped did it you up jizz? Then, like all over the floor? Did some get on her It landed in the carpet. Oh, I couldn't Because oh I was just enjoying myself, and I didn't know yeah, what was going on, and it caught me off guard. Yeah, it's yeah. like right now, a man can kind of sense when things are kind of – kind of getting to the finish there i just you had no idea what the fuck was going on it was your first time yeah it was first time i just absolutely had no clue so that happened and i cleaned it up and i put everything away right and then i was i was gone and i was laying in bed and and i went back and said i might as well just go lay down now and so i lay in bed and thinking about that and i was touching myself and really enjoying that so i guess that kind of started started the whole adventure you right. Call it that. Mm-hmm. So that so that night I, I jerked off in bed, no pantyhose or anything like that. And then for days I was hoping to catch her again coming home from school. And then for a week or so I was trying to hopefully catch her coming home from school. And that was the only time I ever really saw her come home dressed like that. So right. I was really I was really kind of disappointed by that. So this is after after a couple of weeks and everything, I went, What what, what am I gonna do? And I thought, Well, mom was I got home from school, mom was still working, dad was out doing something. I went into my mom's room and grabbed a pair of hers just because I wanted to, the, the touch and the feel. And you know, I kind of I kind of rubbed them on my cock and she had a whole drawer full. Right. So I actually and, and Brad's sister was wearing tan and my mom had a bunch of tan. So, of course, I grabbed tan. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I took them and I hid them under my bed like I've heard in other stories. And, things <laughs> like that. and at nighttime, I would take them out and I'd rub them on my cock and jerk off. And I thought, oh, this is this is great. Newfound entertainment here at nighttime. And so I would do that and stuff like that. And then one day when I had time in the afternoon again, I actually went and got a pair of her high heels and I could barely kind of squeeze into a couple of them. And, and I kind of kind of walked around in them and put those pantyhose on and stuff like that. So I was just having a great old time. I didn't understand any of it. I, I thought, was this weird? Is this not weird? Yeah. I'm not sure. But it was fun and I was really enjoying it. And then probably like a month or so later, it was time for school and mom came and woke me up. She opened the door and she came in and actually got caught. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wait, I fell but asleep. like, what were you wearing? Were you in full get up? Well, no. So what it was is, is I was, I was, I had them on and then I jerked off and then I took them off and I guess I just was like holding onto them and I fell asleep. 
so, so they there, were like, your mom oh. comes home and her son's sleeping, clutching a pair of her pantyhose. Yeah, but are they I'm just like, stained? Yeah, Oy. I am like wadded up, uh, wadded oh up, and they were on my right shoulder, and I was laying on my oh back. My and so there, it's that's the only time I've ever been caught. Yeah, but wait, just tell me how your mom reacted and how much she knew. Did she know that you had come in them? Like, I mean, do my, you remember? My mom is one. My mom is one of the greatest ladies, yeah. one of the finest women I've ever known. Uh-huh. And she just says, "Okay, it's time to get up for school," and that's all she said. And we never had a conversation about. Yeah, it. that she is knew. pretty she great. Knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's you know, cool. Yeah. As, as I've grown up, I've, I've come to find, you know, this is an Italian family, come to find that my mom is the twisted one of the two of them. Oh, you so mean she's, she's got her own kinks is what you're saying that you know of? Right. But I don't really know, but I, well, <laughs> my wife I'm with now, one Christmas gift thing she gave me was kind of like uh, those miner's hats, but it's just a strap. It's just the strap and the light that goes on your forehead. Uh-huh. And she kind of gave me that as kind of like a gag gift. So I'm between my wife's legs with the mining helmet on and the light shining down. She little And she was giggling as she gave it to me. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Who, your, so just some your little, mother mom, or your... Yeah, my mom gave that to me. She says, here, you might need this. This is a, this is a little gift for you. So, oh, okay. So it's a light you put on your forehead. So, right. So I can see what I'm doing when I'm hanging out with my wife. And so she's just got a little edge about it. They were about five or six years ago. They're in their later 70s now, about five or six years ago. My cousin and his wife and my parents, they went, they went to Monterey or something like that. And in the, in the morning, my cousin and his wife said, boy, it was a weird night last night. There was all this banging going on in the room next door and stuff like that. And my mom just starts giggling. It's your parents. I, yeah, it was my it was my parents, but my cousin was like total red face talking about it and stuff like that. So Hilarious. I think my mom's so my mom was very sweet about it. She probably obviously knows I only took a pair of her pantyhose and I was playing with them and Right. But that was the only time know. she caught you? Yeah, it was the only time I've ever I think probably the only time I've ever been caught. Well I wanted to got caught on purpose, but that's later on in this, right. okay. in this so, conversation. So now I'm um, assuming you went back to the stash while you're living with your while you're younger and in your parents' house. I mean, is that typically how you got off with pantyhose, just kept going to your mom's drawer? Well, it at some point also, Brad's mom came she was she was like a waitress in a restaurant. And mm-hmm. so she'd come home and she always wore black. Mm-hmm. And so one day I, I made another run next door and I thought, let me see what black's like. So I actually was visiting Brad, hanging out and stuff like that. And I says, I got to go to the bathroom. So when I, I passed the bathroom, obviously went into his mom's room and grabbed a pair of her black. Oh, my God. While Brad's I, in the other room and well, while Brad's he was in the living room. And I went down the hallway to the bathroom and I jammed him down my damn jammed him down my pants under my balls. Right. So I didn't want to leave him in front because that would be like a bulge or something. Of so course. I jammed yeah, him down yeah. there. And so I'm talking with Brad, and, and I'm trying not to get a raging heart on while I got his mom's pantyhose stuffed between my legs under my balls. So took those home that night and wear those so I'd go between the, the brown ones and the, or the tan ones and the black ones and stuff like that. And then I have a really vague memory once. I must have told Brad about it because I remember one time we were both 
actually we, we were why we were running i don't know we were in the house running and he was wearing a pair of his black, mom's black ones and i was wearing another pair of his mom's black ones oh and so maybe he us, had the same thing going on right so i shared it with him and he says and i think we went and got a, two pairs and i was wearing some he was wearing some we were running around, but we it's not like we touched each other or jerked yeah, each yeah, other yeah. we didn't do mm-hmm. any of that none mm-hmm. of that happened but but i i remember memory that too and that only happened one time and so i mean i just for a while there, I just had those two pairs, and every now and then I kind of wash them out a little bit because they get a little crusty, if you know what I oh. mean. Oh, um, yeah. But I, I kind of had this thing. It wasn't like every single night, but it was almost every single night, and I'd be just doing my thing and stuff like that. And I thought, God, is this is there something wrong with me? But mm-hmm. there, back then there was no internet or anything like that, so you'd, I just was just enjoying myself. And I think the, the next time I was, anything was really interesting was I graduated in eighth grade and my capping gowns and all the rest of that. And I remember standing in line and one of the girls was wearing all the girls, most of them were wearing tan hosiery and one that I really liked. She had on these, these wood platforms, kind of like Brad's sister and stuff like that. I remember her tripping and falling down and she had nothing on under the gown except for seamless tan pantyhose. And oh, wow. that was, that was the first crotch shot I ever saw. And it was covered in pantyhose. And I thought, Oh man, this is, this is awesome. I'd still hadn't, you know, been with a girl or touched a girl or anything like that. And I thought that someday, hopefully I was thinking, okay, you know, I'm just a kid still someday. Yeah. This is going to come around and I'll get to touch one for real. And on the house on the other side of me, the mom's sister, who was quite a bit younger than her, they like to go out on Friday and Saturday night. And she always came over, I would say, dressed like a whore kind of and high heels, hosiery, the whole thing. And she used to come over all the time. So here I was inundated with all this stuff and really nowhere to go except for hanging out myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and at that time, yeah, it wasn't my time yet. I guess I was just a little awkward. But, I, yeah. it, but it all kind of changed. When at 16, I, I got a job at this restaurant. It was kind of a dual restaurant. It was like a cafe on one side and a, and a high-end dinner house on the other side, but they had common dish stations and cook stations and all the rest of it. So there was a lot of employees. Yeah. And I started working there at 16, and I worked there until 21. And so obviously at that time, all the waitresses were pantyhose, and almost all of them were in tan. And so I was like a kid in a candy store. And so talking with all the girls and, and hanging out with them all the time, stuff like that, my awkwardness kind of started to come around a little bit. And I started to gain my confidence and they talked to me, I talked to them. So basically I just jumped into the deep end of the pool with a bunch of girls wearing pantyhose and eventually figured it all out. It was easier there than it was at school. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's where I kind of cut my teeth, so to speak, and, and kind of get my groove a little bit and stuff like that. And actually when I was 18, I lost my virginity to one of the, one of the girls there was a waitress is really sweet. She wasn't wearing pantyhose that night, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but, but I lost it. There'd be parties in the summertime after work and 20 of us or 30 of us, somebody's parents would be out of town and we'd go there and hang out at the house and lost my virginity to somebody when I was about 18. So it all, it all started to work. It was coming around for me slowly, but surely. Right. And then when, when I was about 18, they saw some, some, something good in me there. So they transferred me from the cafe to the, to the dinner house with the usually older, older young ladies instead of a bunch of kids working there. So here I was 18 years old being around a bunch of women in their mid twenties waiting tables. So I even got better at, at my game, if you want to call it that and stuff like that. And I remember one night sitting in the break area, having something to eat. I just happened to look up and there was this one waitress that was on that side that I just met with beautiful, long, brown, curly hair and thin legs. And she wore black pantyhose, unfortunately, and stuff like that. I used to see her all the time and, and, I, I saw her when somebody, when another lady went into the to the bathroom there. There was lockers in the men's and the women's just inside the door. 
And so somebody went in there and there she was. She had her black pantyhose in her hand and she was putting him in a locker. And I just happened to look up and catch that. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was hot as can be. And I just happened to be closing that night. So I was one of the last people there except for management on purpose, of course. I went into the ladies' bathroom and pulled that door open for that locker and grabbed her black pantyhose right out of the locker. And stole them. Just kind of like, and stole them, of mm-hmm. course. And so I stuffed them down my pants just like I did at Brad's house years ago and stuff like that. And it was really exciting. I went out to in my car to drive home and pulled them out and they had this like different smell to them. It smelled like a girl. Right. And a perfume. So it was like a new smell. Oh, these were, these were awesome. So I had those for a while too. And, and, but she only, and she only worked there. I was hoping I get to ask her out or something like that at some point, but she only worked there for a month, maybe or something like that. And she was gone. And, and that one was over. And then I was working the restaurant one day and this girl comes in and she literally looked like Marilyn Monroe. Seriously, blue dress, blue shoes, tan pantyhose, the whole thing. And she came in and she put her purse behind the in behind the waitress desk there. And I thought, no way, she's not working here. And and one of the other waitresses introduced me to her and she was like the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And so I spent my evening as much as I could trying to talk to her. Right. And we both got work off work about 10 o'clock. And she says, well, it's nice to meet you. I'm going to call my dad and get a ride home. And I says, oh, I'll give you a ride home. And I had this really nice muscle car at the time. And she says, I says, I'll give you a ride home. She says, oh, let me ask my, let me call my dad and ask him. And his dad agreed. And I took her home and I couldn't stop staring at her legs. She had the most awesome legs I've ever seen in my life. Obviously, I'm a leg man. Right. Um, right. Took her home and we talked in her parents' driveway there. It was about 10.30 we got there, and we probably talked till at least the sun coming up. And the whole night, never touched her, staring at her legs the whole time. She took her shoes off, and I could see her, like, pantyhose-covered feet and all the rest of it and everything like that. And so that kind of started it, the next adventure with her. And I ended up taking her to work all the time and getting into a relationship with her. I'd go pick her up before work, and she'd be walking around in a slip and tan pantyhose. And well, I thought that was the greatest thing in the world. So I kind of on again, off again relationship with her. She was a bit of a wild, wild girl, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But did any of these, did she, like, did you let any of these girls know about your pantyhose fetish, this girl? Did she know? No, I was, yeah, I didn't. I just kept it on the down low, if you want to call it that. Right. But I, and I really, and I really wanted to, but you know, when she started working at restaurant, she just turned 16 and I was now like 20, I think something like that. And I knew I'd be in trouble. So I, and she was really super wild, but she was like the most exciting thing I'd ever run across in my whole life. So I kind of just kept my distance from her a little bit and stuff like that. And kind of went on and off. I'd see her and I didn't see her. And her parents always asked me to come over for dinner because I was, I think I was the one they really wanted her to be with because, you know, I had a, I, I had a good job by then and I switched from the muscle car to a exotic sports car and I was doing good in my life and I treated her right and I'm intelligent and all the rest of it, blah, 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 blah. But I knew she was trouble and I never, and I, and I, so I just kind of kept my distance from her and never told her about those type of things. Well, I let her go. I met my first wife and started going out with her. Now her, I told So this is where things start to change a little bit. Yeah. So I told her about my little fetish and things like that. I love your legs. You're really tall, leggy. Now she would kind of wear for me every now and then and not do, not do anything really wild, but, you know, got into a relationship, um, with her. Mm -hmm. And after, after a few years, we got engaged and I'll give you the real short version of this story. It's this story. I could take the whole hour and spend on it. But the night before we moved away, we were going to move away two States away 
one of my buddies set up a bachelor party for him knowing I was leaving. So he set it up the night before I was ready to leave. And so we're at a strip club in a major city here on the West Coast. And we were getting ready to drive back down to our hometown, which is about an hour south of it. And we were 11 guys in a 10-person limo. So one of us always had to ride in the front of the limo. And so I decide, okay, I'll ride back for the hour and sit up front. So I'm talking to the the driver of the limo, and she's telling me she's beautiful herself, telling me famous people she's driven around. And I said, you know what? I I, I had a dream last night. And he, she says, well, what's a dream? I says, well, there's this one gal I used to go out with that was like the, the most of me in my life. And, and, and I think maybe she would have been the one, but she was too wild and crazy. I dreamt that we were going to see her tonight. And I hadn't seen her in about three years at this point. Mm-hmm. And so... She says, well, we're going to this bar called D.B. Cooper's. If something happens, if you see her, you better come get me. So we get out of the limo when we got back to our hometown, and 11 of us go walking in, and the groom says, hey, you guys been been buying drinks all night? He says, we got enough time for a round or two. I'm buying. We get about 10 feet from the door, and I hear her scream, Mark! It's her. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Hadn't seen her in three years. Right. Runs to me, black and silver dress, black Black this is the Marilyn Monroe girl. This is the Marilyn Monroe. Runs straight to me, jumps into my arms, lays this big old kiss on me. Said, you know, and my guys are right there with me, and I'm completely blown away. Well, we end up dancing and talking and talking and dancing and uh, blah blah blah. You were always the best. You always treated me the best. My parents always loved you. Blah blah blah. Please come home with me. And it's like, and everything was packed. I was leaving the next day to move two states away. And I was engaged. To get married, right. Uh-huh. To, get, to get married. So I said, well, I'm with my guys tonight. Give me your number. I'll call you tomorrow. Well, left the next day, drove two states away, never called it, and started a new life. Mm-hmm. I knew she, and I, that's a yoga, very famous Yogi Berra line says, when you come to a Y in the road, take it. Right. Right. And so I had a, that night I was given a Y in the road, and I, and I didn't take it. I stayed on the course. And so moved two states away. And my wife would wear for me every now and then, and not that much. Then years later, her give you the real condensed version. We'll get back to fun stuff. Her life fell apart. Her mother's health fell apart. She fell apart. I had to leave to save my own life. Both families agreed. OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder, if you know what I mean. Her? Because, yeah, her obsessive compulsive disorder. Yeah. OCD. Yeah, her mom got breast cancer twice, 17 years apart. So she thought her mom was going to die the second time. And so she turned into a germaphobe. Everything we breathe, drink, or eat is going to give us cancer. And so she got paranoid about everything. And so I got you a divorced her, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So I came back home, got my own place, and wasn't really finding anybody. And I turned back to my old faithful. I went to the store, and I was starting new and everything like that. So I bought some pantyhose, and I thought, hey, why not? I'm single again now. I gotta gotta have a gotta have a little bit of fun here. So I went and got some pantyhose and would wear them around the house and you know, I was working hard, put my life together and everything like that. And then I thought, I want a little bit more. I couldn't go into my mom's closet or Brad's sister's closet and take any clothes. So I, I went to an adult store, big warehouse one, and actually bought some a couple dresses and some heels that fit me and stuff like that. So I used to kind of walk around my apartment and stuff like that. I was still kind of putting my life together and having a little bit of fun and all the rest of it. And then one day I'm, I'm looking, I'm dressed up and I'm looking in the mirror. I thought, Wow, I look really, my shape is really good. I look good. I says, I wonder what a man would think. And I thought, no, nah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so a couple of different times I'm looking in the mirror and I thought, really, I wonder what, I wonder what, I wonder if a man would think I was, I would look okay. And at that time, Craigslist was still active. 
Right. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to post a leggy picture on these real tall high heels, about as tall as the ones I'm wearing today, on Craigslist. And so I posted on Craigslist. And the first day I got 75 replies. Oh, my God. And I thought, this is cool. This is awesome. I, I was scared to death, too, because I read most of them. And they were mostly kids just looking for something, anything to fuck. So, so I read through them all. And then the next day I got about 50 and I was like, this is awesome. And, and I quickly figured out that if I'm really going to do this, I better just kind of like pick an older guy. Right. Yeah. Just to be safe. So I, I, I would read through it and I read through it for four days and this one guy stuck out. He, he was, he was in his early sixties and his wife wasn't doing too well. And obviously he said his wife doesn't wear for him anymore. And he, he's always been a leg man, pantyhose man and stuff like that. With a, you know, with a tiny bit by curious. And he says, I'd love to meet you and just see you and watch you walk around and maybe touch your legs and stuff like that. And he says, and, I, and I'd be fine if that's all that happens. And I thought, you know what, this is, this is, this is, if I'm going to do this, this, this is where I got to start just because just for my own curiosity, because I hate to be 20 or 30 years older and regret not ever trying. I'm not that type of person. I'm more, I'm a type of person that why, why wait? So I, but so let me I, ask you this, but, you ever had fantasies about this kind of scenario before? Or was this the first time it kind of entered your mind? That moment I looked in the mirror and it clicked. I wonder what right. a man would think that is the absolute first time. Like when Brad was wearing them, when I was at his mom's house, I didn't think, oh, yeah, boy, I'd like to just rub his penis or something like that. I never had one thought about it. So when I looked in the mirror, that was like the first time. And I've never really been bi-curious or anything like that. But, you know, my penis feels good and my penis looks good. What's a penis? Mm -hmm. It's not. So I thought, he's not going to show me his penis. He wants to see me and touch my legs. So I felt pretty safe with that. But no, no bi-curious stuff at all. Never even a pang of it in my life. Okay. And so, and so I invited him over. And he came in. And he brought, he, he, he was holding a picture, a little picture of his wife says, look, here's, he's like trying to convince me. And he says, here's a picture of my wife. And I just want to show you that I'm real and I'm not playing any games. And well, the whole time I was talking, I was walking around because I was really nervous and scared. Here I am in front of a man, he beat an older man. And here I am dressed sexy, no wig or makeup or anything like that. Eventually we talked for like maybe 20 minutes or something like that. And then I, I felt pretty comfortable. And I started to calm down and I says, would you like to touch my legs? And he said, Oh, I'd love to. So he was sitting on the couch. So I just walked up to him and just let him start to touch my legs. And I got really turned on by it. And I thought, this is, this feels good. Whether it's a man or a woman, it just feels good and it feels right. natural. So, so I just let him do that. And, and after about 10 minutes of that, and I said, if you want to feel up a little higher under my skirt, it's okay. And so he did that. And he was feeling my cock and my ass and my legs and everything like that. And it, it felt really, really good. And I could see he was getting a little nervous and things like that. And so we kind of, we kind of called an end to it. And I says, if you, if you'd like to do this again, I'd be, I've never done this before. And you look a little nervous and I'm a little nervous. Would you like to do it again? He went, he said, yeah, I'd really like to. He says, he says, I think I should go though, because I'm, I'm having almost like a panic attack. And I says, I can see it in your face. It's okay. So right. we ended it there. And three days later, he wrote to me again and he says, that was really nice. I'd like to meet you next Next week, if we could do it again. So I invited him over the next week, just about a week later. And pretty much the same scenario. I'm a little bit nervous, but a little more calm. And I walk around for him. And he's sitting on the couch. And he just says, is it okay if I just stare? I says, yeah, it's great if you stare. No problem. And so I'm walking around. And then I walk up to him. And he's touching, touching, touching. And uh, feeling my cock and my ass and things like that. And I just looked down at him. I thought, okay, here we go. I says, do you want to taste it? And he went, 
oh, please, is it, would it be okay? And so he pulls my pantyhose down and he, you know, he's like lightly sucking on my cock. And I'm thinking, this feels awesome. This is, this was great. I wasn't seeing anybody. I didn't, all my, all my friends are, are married and have lives and here I'm the divorce one. And, and, and so he, he gave me this nice, soft, slow blow job and he let me come in his mouth and it was it was the most beautiful thing. It wasn't just me being bi or anything like that. It just felt really good. And he was really, really thankful and appreciative of it. And he thanked me for being brave enough to you know, let him come over. And from there, I, I, I never saw him again. And, and I couldn't kind of get it out of my mind. I started dating somebody probably, I don't know, a couple months after that. But every now and then I would wear the stuff around the house and think about it and I, I go over her place and actually stole some pantyhose of her stuff like mm-hmm. that. I guess I'm a little, I guess I'm a little pantyhose thief. Sure. And then, and then sometimes I'd be wear the pantyhose under my jeans or under my sweatpants and, and go from there just to kind of have my fun. But then on a father's day, I actually posted on Craigslist looking for somebody because I was in a grocery store and all these couples were in there and her was single. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I was really frustrated. So I says, here I am, Father's Day, all these couples, and, and I got nobody. Well, somebody answered back to me, and we went out. And she was an incredible lady, and we talked, talked, talked. And, of course, now I'm brave enough. I says, I'm really into, like, legs and pantyhose and all the rest of it and stuff like that. And she says, oh, I wear them sometimes. That's that's fine. So she told me a little story. I, I knew it was going to be okay because she told me, yeah, when I was young, I used to do some wild things and stuff like that. She was, I was driving through the city and this guy in this big truck, I had this little short skirt on and he yells down at me and he says, he says, hey, you're beautiful. And she says, thank you. And he says, yeah, I want to lick your pussy. So she let him lick his pussy. Oh my gosh. So I knew at that point that she had a little bit of game in her and stuff like that, a little bit of wildness. Yeah, for sure. And she had the sexiest walk in, in high heels that I've, that I've ever seen and stuff like that. So as the relationship started to build, I, I liked her to dress sexy and she was totally fine with that. Sometimes I'd ask her to dress in, in sexy clothes and walk in the mall and just watch younger guys look at her. So I guess I started to think about stuff like that too. Yeah. And then one time we're laying in bed and she's got pantyhose on and we're, we're kind of in the middle of sex and stuff like that. I says, those feel really good. I says, can I wear a pair of yours? She mm-hmm. says, really? I says, yeah. I says, I, I just want to see what it feels like. I didn't rub it against you like that. And she's just, sure, go ahead. So we just kind of went from there. And I thought, wow, this she's awesome. This is this was working out perfect. So we'd have sex sometimes. I'd be wearing, she'd be wearing, all the rest of it. And then one time I did ask her, I says, I, I says, and she was actually in, in a business and, and that dealt with women's things. And, and I says, I think you should maybe dress me up in a wig and makeup one time just to see what I look like. And she says, okay, no problem. So she, about, cool a week, her, yeah. about a week later. Yeah, about a week later, she had she had stuff and she dressed me up and I thought I looked pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. And so Christmas was coming around and she said, what do you want for Christmas? And I says, well, sweetie, we had a good life, good jobs, nice house, everything. And I and I said, we weren't married because she had a bad first marriage. So she was almost against getting married again, but we were living together. And and I and I says, I don't know, I, I have everything I need. She says, come on, you got to want something for Christmas. And I just threw it out there, not thinking anything would come of it. And I says, how about some fantasy wishes? She says, what do you mean? And I says, how about six fantasy wishes mm-hmm. of my call? Anything goes. And she went, wow, is that what you really want? And I said, yep. And she said, sure, okay. So I we went with that. So about two months later, on a Saturday night, I set it all up. I went to my old favorite Craigslist and did some posting. 
instead of posting pictures of me in pantyhose and high heels, I pictured, I put pictures of her mm-hmm. saying, my, my milfy wife, we're looking for, we're looking for a third. If you're really interested and you're a leg man and you're, you're okay with pantyhose and all that, please write to me and tell me why I should choose you. Right. Well, I can't, I can't tell you how many replies I got because she had course. great legs. Yeah. So a ton. A ton of replies because, and a ton of replies I mean, the next but day. But that's the hard thing to find. I mean, you know, for a couple to say, hey, come in and to guys, you want to come yeah. in and hook up with us. I mean, like every guy's, yeah, I'm down. It's a, Other things are a little much harder to get, but that's an easy one. Right. Absolutely. So I, I ended up picking up somebody who went to the same. He was about 20, I guess, a redheaded kid. He said he was awkward with girls, too. He played the same sport I played, went to the same college I went to. Said this would really boost his confidence to be with somebody that I didn't show a face pic that hopefully is as beautiful as, as her legs are. And so I ended up picking him. And I set it up. We met at a restaurant near this big, huge mall. And I told I told my lady, I says, okay, we're going out to dinner and blah, blah, blah. Please, we're gonna. I'm gonna dress you appropriately because there's something going on. And she just kind of smiled. She says, "What?" And I says, "Oh, it's fantasy wish night." She says, "Really?" So I had her in a black corset, tan pantyhose, some really tall, strappy black high heels, and like a, a black coat covering the corset. We mm-hmm. went out to dinner, and so I told him to meet us there at six. And I knew what he looked like because I had. To, I made sure he sent me pictures, so I waved to him. He saw me. He came walking over, and she turned red face. And I says, "I'd like you to meet so and so." I said, "He's gonna be with us tonight." And right. so, so this was kind of the next adventure of it all. So we talked and, and I, and I explained to her about the Craigslist and all the rest of it. And she's awed by it all kind of turned on and odd, mm-hmm. but she, she was really kind of excited about it all. So she started asking him questions. Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I set up a hotel room at the hotel next to the mall and we got up from the table and I told him, I says, Hey, take her hand, walk her out like she's your lady. And Walked out to the vehicle. I put them both in the back seat and drove us over to the mall. We went upstairs. They sat on the bed. I sat on the couch. And she's telling him, she says, okay, here's some, here's some of the ground rules. No kissing, and you got to wear a condom. And he's, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, no problem. And I'm sitting on the couch, and I'm frozen because I'm, like, watching my own real porno movie here yeah. with my, my lady. And this, I, I was literally frozen. And so she says, go ahead and touch my legs. So he's touching her legs and touch my breast. And she says, you can, you can't kiss me, but you can kiss my neck. So he starts kissing her neck and feeling her. Well, she started to get into it. Next thing you know, she's kissing him on the mouth and they're kind of touching and feeling and feeling and touching. And she ended up going down on him for two minutes. And then she says, well, why don't you put a condom on? And he put a condom on and she was, he did her dog style for, I don't know, 20 minutes or something like that. And I'm literally frozen on the couch. Mm-hmm. Couldn't move. Right. Totally enjoying it. Yeah. And so they finished, they finished their, their thing and he leaves and then we had sex and she says, well, why didn't you join in? I says, I don't know. I was frozen on the couch. This was, this was awesome. I didn't know what to think. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't move. And so she was, she was perfectly fine with that. So those were some of the, those are one of the six fantasy wishes but at some point, her life kind of turned on her a little bit. She had a job change, and she started working 60, 70 hours a week, and she had a family member with, you know, with a, with a drug problem. And I literally, for time, you know, wouldn't see her for almost a week or two at a time. She'd either be traveling, um, you know, in her office at home working, and it was just, you know, the relationship was kind of degrading. And oh, that's uh, too bad. I, 
it really was because she was an awesome lady, but she just literally had no time. So I took care of the house. I did the, the cooking, the cleaning, the shopping, working, doing everything. And I was like bored and lonely. So right. one, one Saturday night, went drove to the big city because usually on my days off, I'd drive and go get a donut and coffee in the morning. And I was craving a donut. So I thought, oh, yeah, there's that place in the city. I'm like, it was bored. It was 10 o'clock at night. She was gone for the whole weekend. And I drove into the city to go get a donut. And so I got my donut coffee and I'm just driving around in the city and stuff like that. And I see this see this young lady standing on the corner. Mm-hmm. And I thought, hmm, interesting. So I drive around again and she's still there. So I pull over and she just gets in. Oh, so it was a hooker? In training, we'll call it. Okay. And so she says, she's, hi, how you doing? I says, oh, hi, I'm doing great. I just saw you standing here. I just came to get a donut. And she says, well, what are you doing? I says, I'm just driving around to eat my donut. She says, well, what do you want to do? And I says, well, to be honest, and she says, yeah, just tell me. She says, I just love to see you dressed up in something sexy uh, of my wife and just touch you and play with you. And she went, mm, okay, sure. She says, where do you live? I says, about 30 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So I took her home and dressed her up in some of my wife's clothes and pantyhose and high heels. And, and she was walking around the bedroom all the rest of it. Really pretty girl and all the rest of it. And and I thought, you know, she looks she looks beautiful And it's because I was bored. And I guess ethically, I thought it was okay. So did she you says, fuck well, you her or anything like that? Well, this is where it was going. She says, well, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? And I says, well, I tell you what. I says, let's be like kind of 69 and I'll just play with like your legs and your feet and you suck my cock. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, I have to work. You have to wear a condom. And I went and I says, I'll tell you what. I says, I'll let you keep the dress, the pantyhose and the high heels. No condom. And she thought about it for 10 seconds. And she says, well, my friend told me I always use, need to use a condom. And I says, well, you look at the house we're in and I'm clean cut. Nice looking all the rest of it. These clothes and all the rest of it. And she went, mm, okay. And so, oh my she, God, you're both terrible. I'm a very, yeah, I'm a very, very so, big condom advocate. Someone complained about that on a YouTube content con- comment recently. I think, like, it's a cock block to some people. But I like right. here you are cheating on somebody. It's so yeah, bad. I know. Okay, but anyway, go so, on with the story. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was great. So she sucked my cock. I played with her legs, and that lasted for God like an hour. And we talked a little bit. And she how much did that cost you? How much did that cost me? That cost me two hundred. Okay, and and the clothes and the outfit, right? But my wife had closet full and has okay. sixty plus. I buy. I was the one that bought bought her shoes, most of them. So she has yeah. sixty plus. She would never even re- remember which ones were missing. No, but I'm just so saying I, that's. I was just trying to figure out what the girl got made out with. So it was two hundred bucks, and had to tow gear, new outfit. Oh clothes. well, the shoes. The shoes were Jessica Simpson, so they right. weren't cheap. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah, they weren't from. They weren't from Target or something. Like right. That. They were uh-huh. nice, sexy shoes. So she she made out. She made out pretty good. And she gave me her number and I called her, but it, it, nothing, nothing, nobody ever picked up. Mm-hmm. So, so that was, that was the end of that. Well, things still kind of, still kind of degraded a little bit for in the relationship. So I went back on a couple of weeks later on Saturday night to get my donut driving around. Didn't see anything, any girls out there, but I saw somebody else there. She was in like a white cottony dress, tan hosiery, pantyhose and, and white high heels. But she looked a little different. And I thought, hmm. So I drove around again, and I but she looks so good. Oh, I so know good. where this is going. Right. So she pulled over. So right. So I pulled over, and she got in, and I heard the voice immediately. And I'm <laughs> right. thinking, oh God, I don't know if I should do this. And she said, thanks for pulling over. She says, I'm just feeling a little lonely tonight. She was really honest and was doing a lot of talking. So I just feel a little lonely tonight. I just kind of want to hang out with somebody. Was that be okay? And she looked great. So I thought, okay. 
she says, can we go, we can go back to my place, park your truck in a secure parking lot. And we just, just, I'm just It's funny lonely. though. I hate to say this. This is so off topic, but it's funny that you're like, oh, she said to me, I'm feeling a little lonely. Like she was being really honest. Don't you think that's like their fucking pickup line? That's how they get you to become, that's how they're getting paid. That's like a line. Don't you think? <laughs> or do you think well, she was that- really lonely? I just think that's what she says. To get the her well, to get you to like really be down when and get you to pay up and do what she wants to do and become her John for the night. Well, she looks so good, and I never done this before. She looks so good that I would have paid for it. Exactly. But, oh, but you didn't. But, pay yeah. For it? So I was thinking that. So we get back to her place, yeah. and we're, we're talking, and I says, and I just thought, okay, let me break the ice. I says, can I just touch your legs while we're talking? She's, oh yeah, sure. Talk. She she works for some LGBT organization and stuff like that, and she and she says, I'm seriously lonely. She says, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being oh, a hooker okay. tonight. Okay, so I, I should have opened my mouth. It was real, right? Okay, yeah. 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 So she, I ended up, and I says, well, you know what? Thank you for being really honest. I says, I would have paid for it because you're beautiful. She says, really? I says, yeah. I says, you're really, really beautiful. Look at your legs. I'm a leg man. I'm a pantyhose man. I'm this and that. I says, I'd be perfectly fine with just like playing with your legs and stroking you and having you stroke my cock. And she's, I'll totally do that. So I hung out with her for four hours. Uh-huh. And she ended up giving me a blowjob. No sex, no nothing. I didn't, I, I didn't go up and feel her bulge or anything like uh-huh. that. And I just played with her legs and she played with my cock and gave me a blowjob. And, and then it was getting like probably at three o'clock in the morning and I left and I thought, oh my God, this was, this was incredible. But while we were talking and stuff like that, she says, you ever been to this club? I won't say the name X, Y, Z. I says, no, I've never even been to a club. I've never even, to be honest, been with somebody like you. And she says, oh, you ought to go to this club. There's a bunch of girls like me and they'd love you and your big cock and all the, you ought to go in there sometime. And I says, well, I do. I do dress up every now and then. She says, and then she stops. She says, you do? And I says, yeah. I says, I've never, I've, I've tried on the wig and the makeup one time with, with my lady, but I've never been out or anything like that. But I have a, a dress and high heels that fit me. And she's, oh, you ought to dress and you ought to go down there sometime. It's so much fun, blah, 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 blah. And so for a little while after that night was over, I started thinking about it. And I thought, hmm. So I actually got up the, the guts one night. You're still married at this point? Well, we were still with her. I was still with her, but she didn't want to get married because she had such a rough relationship. You're not married, but you like, guys are together, though. You're like still with this half, woman, right? Yeah, we're like five or six years in at this point. Okay, but she's so busy that she doesn't realize that you get totally dressed up and go out one night to this club. No, not at all, because she's right. traveling at yeah. least a week or two a month. Okay, so I'm fr- so I'm free and clear. So we're just we're just you know. I, living in two different worlds we she'd say one night oh yeah let's watch a movie and then we'd start watching some movie and yeah she's, who cares oh, about that about this yeah email. let's get back to the story anyway yeah yeah the story yeah anyway, yeah instead the good of all story that we don't care about her <laughs> get back no, to the we don't care. now you're we dressed up and you're going out for the first time like cross-dressed right right mm-hmm. so i was scared to death and i went and parked down the street from this club and i and i walked over to the club and I didn't go inside and it, the wig and I did the best I could on makeup and stuff like that. And I had a lot of cars pull over and trying to try to pick me up. And I was really, really excited about it, really excited about it. But I didn't, didn't get in any vehicle or anything like that. But I was really turned on by it. Didn't go into the club. And so I left because I was getting a little nervous. I saw police down the street and all the rest of it. So I kind of not run, of course, because I was in tall shoes made my way back to my vehicle and drove home and, and kind of chickened out staying out there anymore. And I kind of regretted it a little bit. And then every now and then I'd still be posting to kind of keep some guys in the bullpen, if you know what I mean, just uh-huh. in case I was feeling extra horny. And so this one guy wrote me and in, in, in asked if, if he could take me out. 
And I thought, hmm, boy, this would be kind of interesting. But he says, can we meet first? And I said, sure. He says, well, I own this record studio. I'll meet you at my record studio late night, 10, 11 o'clock or something like that. I'll give you the tour of the record studio and we could just see if we get along. So I, I met him at his record studio. He was a nice older guy, gave me the tour. And I'm walking around fully made up. The wig, the makeup, high heels, pantyhose, the whole thing, walking around, walking around, walking around. And it was great. And, and he was really a nice man and all the rest of it. And we talked for a little while and stuff like that. And he was he asked me to touch my legs. He says, that's all I want to do. Can I just touch your legs just to see, just, just because I won't be able to get through the night if I don't? I said, sure. And that's really all that happened. But he says at the, at the end of the night, he says, but can I take you out? I'd really like to just take you out. Would you, could you do that? And I said, sure, why not? And he says, I'll come pick you up. I'll take you out into the city. We'll go to this club, X, Y, Z. And I says, and I thought in my mind, oh, my God, that's the club that the mentioned. Uh-huh. And I thought, okay, I'm down with this. Okay, no problem. So a couple of weeks later, we set it up, and he came and picked me up, and we're talking on the way. And you know, I'm cross, I'm being like a girl. I'm, t- I'm crossing my legs and moving my feet around and kind of trying to turn them on a little bit while we're driving. And we're a couple blocks away from the club. It's probably 9 or 10 o'clock at night. And he says, well, i got to put my car in a parking garage about a block away. He says, you can be able to walk that far in those high heels. And I says, well, I tell you what, why don't you just drop me off in front and then go park the car? And he went, okay. So I knew what I was doing. So as soon as he dropped me off and drove away, cars would stop. And they were trying to pick me up because here I was. I got to play that same game I played in previous times. Mm-hmm. And so I was really getting turned on by it all. And come on, hey, baby, God, what great legs. You want to go for a ride? You want to go home for me? <laughs> Heard all these stories. Yeah. It was awesome. It was, it was, I, I was really, really super excited. And I didn't get in any car I really wanted to, though, just because I was so turned on. And he comes walking up and we go into the car or go into the place and he introduces me to the manager. Evidently, he's a semi-regular in there. And the manager's all made up, tranny, cross-dressed, whatever you want to call it. And they're they're giving me drinks and they're really excited to see somebody new in there and giving me all these props on how nice I looked and, and all the rest of it. And I was thinking, this is, this, is, this is great. I'm totally loving this and having a good time. And we hung out in the club for two hours. We actually danced a little bit. I've never tried to dance in tall shoes uh-huh. and just hung out in the club. Didn't have sex with him. Didn't, didn't touch his penis. Didn't see his penis. We got, when we got back to the, this, to my place, I invited him in. He came in, he gave me a, he gave me a, he gave me a blowjob, and, and then he left. Uh-huh. And I, and that kind of started my line of thinking a little bit down the line a little bit that maybe this is okay. And, and, Maybe I am a little bi-curious. And so I answered another guy's ad, and the wife was gone. He sounded a little more sketchy than the first guy. He was a little bit younger, too, but I thought, well, okay. So I went and got a hotel room so we could meet me there instead of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes up to the hotel room, and he's got flowers for me and a card, and he's really excited. And he wanted to take me out to dinner instead of some club in that same big city. And so here we are in this restaurant, and he says, well, I'm going to order for you. Obviously, my voice because I wanted to look the part, but I didn't sound the part. Yeah. And so he says, do you mind if I order for you? I says, oh, no, 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 you go right ahead, order for me. And so we're eating, and, and I'm getting a few looks, but kind of not, what the hell is that, but just kind of an interesting look. This is something different here. And then after dinner, we're walking with, like, literally thousands of people out there. And he says, you want to go for a little walk? I says, oh, yeah, because now I've turned into an exhibitionist a little bit. Uh-huh. I want to be I want to be out in public, and I want to be seen. And so as we're walking, I got all these girls and women that would come up to me and talk to me, say, are you a guy? Or how do you walk in those – how do you walk in shoes that tall? Or right. you, have, you have great legs. And I could see guys giving me 
a, a first look and then a second look and mm-hmm. then a third look trying to figure me out or it was like, whoa, he looks really, he, she looks really sexy, but that's a guy I think and stuff like that. So I was totally turned on by that. And so we go back to the hotel room and this was mainly just for my entertainment. So I, I had never had sex with a man, never thought about having sex with a man. I didn't have sex with this guy, but I told him he could, he could suck my cock if he wanted to. And he did because he was really turned on the whole night. And I never, never gave him, I didn't give him a hand job or anything like that. I guess I was just being a little selfish, but you know, I was the one out in public in the dress, the pantyhose, the high heels, the makeup, all the rest of it. Right. And I guess this was kind of my reward for it all a little bit. Well, he tried to contact me a couple more times and go out and didn't, didn't, didn't happen. So, but I could see my, my quest was kind of getting ready to kind of take the next step. So a couple of weeks later, I answered this other ad from this, from this very well-spoken, well-written gentleman. And he wanted me to meet him at his workplace, which was a corporation that he said he's the CFO corporation that you would know by name. Uh-huh. And, and so I, during the day, and he says, you don't have to wear the wig and makeup, but I just want to see you in a dress and pantyhose and high heels. So I was like, oh, okay. And he says, meet me right out front. So I was like, and I, he sent me his picture. And so I pull right up front and there I am sitting there and he comes walking out with a couple other guys. And he gets in my vehicle and he says, oh, go, go over there to the parking garage. And I says, whoa, a parking garage. Okay. Broad daylight and all the rest of it. So we're in the parking garage. I back into a stall and we talk for a minute or two and he's touching my legs and kind of feeling my cock and things like that. And security comes driving by you, the flashing lights on top. And I says, oh, we better take it easy. He says, oh, no, that's so-and-so. He waves at him as the guy's driving by. And it's, wow, this is really weird. And he, say, he says, okay, this is enough for now. He says, I got to get back into the office. I got a one o'clock meeting. I says, okay. He says, well, here's my card. He says, this is me. This is my private number. He says, you can call me, but don't call me at night. My wife won't, won't know, but he says, I want to meet you. And I says, sure. Why not? Okay. And he says, this is my address. He says, we have a big home on a big, a big lot. And this was in an area with $5 million homes. And he says, I got a big motor home right next to the house. He says, when you pull in and park, park next to the motor home and then just go in the motor home and wait for me about 10 o'clock. So I says, okay. So, and he says, dress just the way you are. So I went in there about 10 o'clock, drove in there, got out of my vehicle, walked into the motorhome. About two minutes later, he come walking into the motorhome on his property. And this is in a big, in a real big, expensive residential area. And, and I says, well, where's the wife? She says, oh, her and the kids go to sleep early. So he, so he says, I'm fine. He says, I just loved your legs. He says, I just love to just touch your legs and suck your cock. Would that be okay? And I thought, all right, it is. Go for it. So he was, you know, here he is the CFO of a major company in the United States on his knees in front of me, sucking on my cock. And I'm thinking, I'm giggling inside. I'm thinking, you know, this is, this is unbelievable. Um, so he's sucking my cock and he's talking. And I think he, I think he was kind of a submissive uh-huh. a little bit because uh-huh. I could tell because in these shoes, like right now, I'm six one, I'm like six, six wearing these things if I standing up. So I'm really tall. So I think he liked that I'm tall. Mm-hmm. Um, in the whole submissive thing. Cause he was down on his knees in front of me, sucking on my cock. And I think, and he was a kind of a shorter guy. I think he kind of liked being submissive and stuff like that. Yeah. So after, after he was done sucking my cock and I says, well, can I do anything for you? I felt kind of guilty a little bit this time. And he says, well, you can jerk me off if you want to. So the first time I had a cock in my hand, I jerked him off. And I thought, and I thought, this isn't so bad. This isn't such a, a bad thing at all. And so I, I jerked him off and he said, he says, can we meet again? Can I get a hold of you another time? And can we meet again and, and do this? And I says, I says, absolutely. I says, I feel really comfortable with you. I feel safe and all the rest of it. And about once every two or three months, he would g- give me a 
give me a call and, and I'd, I'd go over there at nighttime when, when she was away and he'd suck my cock. And about the third or fourth time, I says, would you like a little more this time? And so I ended up, because I really felt comfortable after three or four visits, I, I said, can I, can I suck your cock? And he went, mm, yeah, okay, yeah, go for it. So I ended up sucking his cock that night, and that was the first cock I sucked, and I thought again. How old were um, you at that, that this point? Okay, so I was so I'm 57 now, so it's, uh, about 50. Mm-hmm, okay, so seven years ago. Yeah, about seven so, years and ago. And so it took you till about 50 before you had that dick in your mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the way, to, all the way till 50. But I, but you know, I never really had, I mean, I've heard some of the, I've listened to a lot of your podcasts and it starts earlier with some of them. Um, yeah. It's, it's all different. I never really, I never really had that inclination, but I just kind of, we just kind of manifested into that. And you can kind of see as, as things kind of just kind of progressed a little bit yeah, exactly. and, and had a little bit of fun that I just was a little more willing to try this and try that. Cause like I've told my wife I'm married to now, I says, you know what? We're not getting any younger. I says, 20 years from now, we're going to be too old to do stuff like that. So I got her when her and I started getting serious. Um, and this was probably a couple years after that episode with, with the last time I saw that guy. I kind of got away from it for a little while because I was with her working hard and, and paying off child support and all the rest of the stuff. I had a daughter with the first wife. But this one, I mentioned to her right away, I love legs and pantyhose and all the rest of it. And she thought, she told me later, much later on that she thought it was a little strange, but she went with it. And so this is the greatest lady I've ever known. And she wears for me all the time. And we have our little pantyhose games and it's a ritual for her when we do that. And I usually just rip them open and it just, it's all I can ask for. And I still kind of crave the, the going out in public. And, and when she did travel before all this COVID stuff, I'd actually get kind of dressed up and I'd go get gas in the middle of the night in my vehicle. Let me, I was, that's what I was wondering. Does she know how far, does she know about all this other stuff? Like the guy stuff, the she, dressing up stuff, or does she just know about the pantyhose stuff? She knows about the pantyhose stuff. She knows about none of the other stuff. Right. And now so, in the time though, that you've been with her, have you ever, have you met up with any guys? Well, <laughs> that's tried yes. to. Tried to, oh, you, you okay. know, because yeah. Craigslist isn't. Yeah. You know, I've been at POF and all the rest of them, stuff like that. I've tried to, and I've actually been stood up a few times, and I met one guy, and he was really nervous. So nothing's really kind of worked Hand out. Up. So I guess. So my fa- my fun has been in the middle of the night on the way to work. I'll go out of the house dressed and go get ga- go get gas in my vehicle dressed up or something like that, getting my jollies. But with her, it's it's I, I'm more focused on her than me, even though. I think after we're doing this talk today that I'm probably going to go out in the middle of the night on my way to work and get gas fully dressed up just because I'm, I'm kind of horny and kind of turned on now by this. By well, even also talking your about wife, it. right, right. But also your wife is that I know this because of scheduling and stuff, right? We talked about right. the fact that you were available to call in because your wife is out of town, right? And so you have a, a, right. a short amount of time because I know she's coming back tomorrow, right? To like do your thing. So now's the time to do it, right? While she's away. Oh, absolutely. So that, I mean, you you have to you have to take you when the chance comes. You have present itself. Yeah. You have to do it. But with her, I've tried to bring her along just to kind of cross the cross the line a little bit. I've taken some provocative pictures with her outside. Had her all dressed up and gone into the woods and had my had our fun my fun with her. I got her to 
answered the door dressed very provocatively, obviously pantyhose, high heels and a short dress. When the pizza guy came and she was totally giggling afterwards and fine with that. So I've, I've got her to dress sexy like before in afternoon, Sunday afternoon, she'll dress sexy for me and says, hey, my car needs gas. Let's go get some gas before we go to the gas station and made her get out dress sexy and pump gas and i'm watching guys watch her because she's right. attractive herself right. and so i'm kind of having my jollies with her but i kind of want to have my own fun my you, fun yeah you have this other too. yeah you have this other side you have this whole other thing that you're into right, right. that she can't really fulfill because it has to do with you being fully dressed up as a woman right being with a guy exactly and Game you're not planning on telling her, right? We're going to wrap it up now, but you're not yeah. planning on telling her, right? No. Right. Not so, at, if I could bring her along I, a little farther, maybe, but not at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have to do the uh, the whole dressing up with her. I think it's hard when you cross the line to be like, oh, you want to, you know, get a blowjob from a guy or any of that kind of stuff. That's a whole different ball game, right? Big time ball, way that's yeah. way across the line. Even I going from pant- yeah, even going from pantyhose to like I want to dress up in clothes. You know, they're all you know. I think pantyhose, and I've said this before, is a very easy fetish mm-hmm. for a woman to accept. Mm-hmm. It's extremely easy. It's like a no brainer, Nicholas. You got to hold on one second. This is why we got to wrap it up because the hour is the longest I can keep. I'm almost done, baby cakes. Five minutes. Shut the door. Thank you. I think I, the fact that a guy loves pantyhose and wants his girl to wear it, no girl's going to give a shit about that, right? The fact right. that a guy wants to wear them, a girl might be like, what, at first? But she, she really likes the guy. She's going to be fine with it. But then when you right. get into the, I want to dress up, that's a different mm-hmm. thing. But then, oh, I like my dick in a guy's mouth. And that's a whole other thing. So there's a lot. there would be a lot that she would have to except but it seems you might be able to mock your the stuff up that you like with her maybe and go a little farther with her and do like fantasy play with her because she seems down for that she'd probably be open to it you know who right. really would have been down is that other girl that you lost one that was like that oh, fucked that guy I, in the room and wanted you to join oh, in told, and that was the girl if, that was the if one her life wouldn't have fallen apart she yeah was the, she was the one for all of that no yeah no for doubt, sure 100 yeah 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 but this one I, I don't know that you'd ever be able to really tell her everything and so in seven years that you've been with her you haven't been with a guy or had any of those kind of the only thing you've really done is tried to make it happen right and gone out dressed up behind her back Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you I seen mean, any if, like hookers or anything like that, like you've done in the past? I mean, you can't pick them up anymore, you know, but have you done no. cheating on her with women at all? No, not at all. You know, I, I used, we used to live closer to the to the big city. Now uh-huh. we're like an hour and a half away from it. So it's not I can just, you know, take 15 minutes and drive over there and drive around and look and all the rest of it. So I haven't. But it's interesting but, that you say that about Craigslist and I and maybe women and men, but, you know, I'm just saying more women might have really benefited from Craigslist personals going out the window because it it did make it a lot easier. Right. For these kinds of secret things to go on. <laughs> yep. Right. Really? Because yeah, listen, you're saying seven COVID years, thing. you haven't been able to make anything happen. But if Craigslist was around, you you definitely would have. Right. 
So I oh, think of course. For, for, been super easy. Yeah. For a lot of women that were with men that were living double lives and a lot of women that had were or men that were married to women that were living. It's a good thing that Craigslist went down for those people. It's bad for Absolutely. you because you haven't been able to get your fix. But I think you've gone seven years without it, I think. And you're OK. So that's fine and I think maybe you could push your girl to go a little bit more into fantasy play with you while COVID's happening and nothing's really fucking going on right so that that's what I'm kind of hoping for the COVID thing because she's worked doing the whole work from home thing till maybe the end of the year so she's she's fit to be tied right now and so you know how it is you got to be in the right frame of mind to do things like that so everything's just like everybody's life everything's oh, yeah. on hold kind of right even. now can't even yeah we're in the can't, twilight can't zone can't do anything yeah no right? I know the so, only thing I have to do is right now go feed my son I'm stuck with a four-year-old yep. every day. <laughs> and yep. you were all like, it's it's not such a sexy time, right? I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe some people are banging more, doing things, but I think it's hard when everyone's stuck in the house with each other, right? I don't know if that's what you were trying no, to say. No, it really but, is. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, there, I think we're getting closer towards the end. I mean, I don't know when I'm going to air this episode, but me and you were talking in the beginning of September. I'm hoping mm-hmm. we're at a little bit past the halfway mark for this piece of shit year psycho psycho phase we're in, right? Who knows? But yeah. Hopefully exactly. we're, we're, we're getting towards the end and this could all sort of move away. But thank you so much for calling in and telling your story. You definitely were one of those that I could just sit back and relax and listen when tell everything. I'm glad I'm airing it on my regular show because it's much mm-hmm. more than pantyhose. There's cross-dressing right. in there. There's bisexuality in there. There's a lot, there's a lot of other stuff going on. So it's going to make for a great episode. So I'm glad we That's finally I, spoke. I mean, me and you have talked about this for a long time. Long time. Way too long. So I'm glad we <laughs> finally. Know. Yeah. We, we finally. When she told me she was going to go away with her boys for a few yeah, days. Yeah, I was it. Got to get a hold of Kathy right now. Yeah, yeah. So, it's awesome. Yep. All right. Thank okay. you, Mark. That was great. Thanks so much. And thank I'll you, keep Kathy. you posted when it's going to air. Okay. Appreciate okay. it. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.